A priest friend of mine who used to say whenever anyone would say life is short, he'd say, no, it's not. Life is long, which I always thought was an interesting way of looking at things. And as I've uh, gotten a little bit older, I've started to appreciate the sentiment that life is long, especially depending on the perspective that you are looking at. Usually when you say life is short, it's because some enjoyable experience is, is past. You know, it happened faster than you thought, and you're looking back on your life. And that's often the case. When you look in the past, you realize how short everything really was or how quickly things have gone, how fast four years of high school or college go past or ten years of life, of marriage, of priesthood, whatever. You're like, wow, that was ten years ago or five years ago. But as you look towards the future oftentimes, especially with commitments or something difficult off in the future, you realize, like, man, am I going to get through this, you know? What, if that's what 10 years was like, what's another 10 years going to be like? Especially because I can't see what's going to happen or what I'm going to have to endure, the responsibilities I'm going to have to take on. Think about it when you were a little kid at this time of year. I remember the advent calendar on the fridge. You're just like pulling the little windows open, waiting for 24, waiting for the Christmas window. Because so, you have something in mind, something you're looking forward to. And now as you're older, you know, like, it's not... The, the things you're looking forward to aren't so concrete. You know, there's not like some day on the, th- the thing that I'm waiting for, the thing that I desire, the fulfillment of all my hope is not going to happen on some day. I'm, I'm not like, okay, it's 10 days away. It's like, I don't know when it's going to happen, what, what my heart is longing for. And sometimes I don't even know what it is that I'm waiting for, for the Lord to do in my life. And so that can make it seem long as well. Like, when am I going to arrive at the destination? And this season of Advent is one of expectation. It's one of patience. Patience and preparation to not become discouraged as we wait. John the Baptist in the Gospel today is imprisoned. Now, John the Baptist, of course, like we read last week, was preaching out into the, in the desert, and people were coming to him to repent of their sins, to be baptized. He's the forerunner. He's the one that points out the Lamb of God who prepares the way for the coming of the Messiah. But John, even John seems to get a little discouraged. Now, it's mysterious why he asks this question. He sends some of his disciples while he's in prison by Herod to go out and ask Jesus, are you the one we've been waiting for? Now, John was very clear just a few months or years ago that this is the Lamb of God, the one who will take away the sins of the world. His whole life has been to call people's attention to the coming of Jesus. And yet he's sending messengers to ask Jesus, are you the one or what? You know, like it's taking a long time, right? When are you going to fulfill what you've promised to do? Maybe he's doing it. Maybe he's sending these messengers, his disciples, just as one more way to point to Jesus. Maybe he hasn't lost hope. He is a saint after all and a prophet. But the fact is that we can lose hope. Or we can start to lose focus and wonder, well, maybe in the meantime I'll just busy myself with with other things or fall back into old habits and stop being so vigilant in waiting for what I hope the Lord to give me. In the the second reading today, St. James uses a a great analogy of farming. He's like, when when you're farming, you sow seeds and you wait and you don't expect things to happen right away. You have to wait for the early rains and the late rains, and you have to harvest. And, and all of the, the process of farming is one of a lot of uncertainty. I'm not a farmer myself, but I know farmers who 
are always worried about the weather and the rain and the frost and everything. There's a lot of uncertainty, but there's a lot of hope and expectation. And I think maybe the spiritual lesson from farming, even for many of us non-farmers, is that the cycles of the seasons, you know, the, the winter turns to spring, turns to summer, turns to harvest, and then back to winter. You know, like, if you've had that happen to you over and over in your life, you can expect it to happen again. That even though the winter looks totally dead, even though there are times during that year when you're like, is it really going to happen? Is the bud really going to blossom? That if it's happened in the past, you can count on it happening again. So when you look back on your life, if you find yourself in one of these times like John the Baptist, like, what am I waiting for? My, my hope is even deeper than it was when I was younger, and it's even more vague and abstract, and it seems farther away, this thing that I'm hoping for, this joy or this peace that I'm longing for from God. Well, if he's shown up in my past, why would he not show up in my future? If I can look back on times that I've had to get through discouragement, desolation, dryness, and the Lord pulled me through that and he showed up in that, then will he not show up again? And the second great analogy, of course, is throughout Advent of pregnancy, of expectation, the expectant mother, Mary, who's pregnant with the Word made flesh, God himself. And I was just at a family party yesterday, and many of my cousins now are uh, expecting children or have recently had children. And there's something so poignant about the expectant mother that there's this blessedness, there's this happiness, this joy of awaiting a future blessing. Of course, that's going to be a lot of responsibility and hardship and suffering as well. But the expectancy is, is full of joy. And it's also this deep cooperation between God's creative love and our own fleshy humanity, right? That God is knitting together a new human person inside the womb of this mother. But it's also silent. It's utterly silent right? and invisible, that this human being is being knit together in his or her womb, that that's the work of grace and the work of advent, of expectation, that sometimes the discouragement can happen because of the noise, because of all of the distraction. And what the Lord is calling us to is to reflect and recollect those times that he showed up in our lives so that we can be encouraged and not lose patience and to stay prepared but also to make room for that still, small voice in the silence of our hearts and the silence of our lives, to be encouraged as we wait for the coming of this child Jesus.